You want a life where you can fully embrace yourself. You want to live life on purpose and on your terms. You want to tap deeper into your soul as you grow into your purpose work and you no longer want to hide in the shadows. Hey, I'm Danielle Amy and I am obsessed with helping humans human. I am on a mission to normalize that we are here to feel, heal, experience, connect, and grow. I have transformed many darker sides of this journey into the most incredible life I could imagine. My ducks aren't always in a row. In fact, I think I lost one. But yet, I have created a beautiful family, comfortable lifestyle, and a freedom-based business along the way. All while learning to love and accept myself as a soul that's on a human experience. Through my intuitive teachings, real talks, and guest interviews, I can help you as we help the world to love ourselves just a little bit more. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Daring to Be Human podcast. I have a wonderful, wonderful guest. She has one a very peaceful energy about her, but we have Mev Bertrand with us. And I met her actually through a mastermind that I was in and we just kind of like instantly connected, instantly hit it off. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy her story. So Mev, I want to leave this up to you. Um, Like, let us know how, one, a little bit about you, but more importantly, the beginnings of the journey, which also is going to be the beginnings of our conversation today of how did you get to this place to want to do what you do now? Um, Gosh, well, I mean, I think it, it goes back quite a long way in the sense that I think like a lot of people that do help like do help others or have businesses that help others um i think we first started to to by healing ourselves or by going through the journey of of, of not feeling so well you know to 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 a degree or to the extreme and eventually finding solutions and then eventually kind of realizing that we could help others um uh heal or feel better so yeah let's go back to <laughs> um i mean i think it's as when i hit 18 i don't know why um, I, ho- you know, I had always been a child who um, I had friends, um, I was good at school, like there was never any kind of issues or anything like that. But I don't know why when I hit 18, I was kind of crushed by this, what I, you know, we would call now, now uh, depression, uh, functional depression, because I never, ha- I still went through uh, whatever college and, and university with like super good grades and having friends, but that like inside, I was always really struggling in French we've got this le mal de vivre like this kind of the ache of being I guess ache of, of living um where you kind of never know what's the point um what's the point and it's it's a it's a pretty painful state to to be in to feel like there is no meaning or purpose to uh to why you're here and I think as well when uh when things are fun like you can forget that there is no meaning or purpose to why you're here, but things aren't always fun. And when you hit the moments where like, oh, well, it's not so fun for whatever reason, uh, then it's like, then the question is, is even more present. You know, what is the point? Why, why, you know, why am I here? And, and, and even more so, like if I'm suffering, why the hell would I put myself through that? Right. And so I think I've been navigating like through life from 18 to about 30 six with that <laughs> um and uh, i'm 40 now and and so like for for that long um also with uh i would say high functioning anxiety and so i was you know i, I was performing i was successful you know i had a great uh career in the corporate world and i was traveling all over the world to give conferences you know there was a lot of things that on you know on the outside um seemed to be going you know fantastic fantastically well and like had been so since you know whatever college great great at unis uh you know great career blah 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 um 
But obviously on the inside, that's not at all what was happening. And so I was, you know, I had always been looking for answers. Uh, and I forgot to mention, so um, that, yes, I went to uni. I went to uni in psychology. So like I did have a, a background to try and, and, and understand what I was going through. And yet, even with that background, I couldn't figure out like yeah, why- pieces were still missing. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that, I just couldn't still, you know, couldn't find this sense of purpose and meaning and, um, and, and, and quiet or happiness or whatever. And I, and, and I don't think I was aware of how much anxiety I was actually uh, having uh, because things were going well. So you don't kind of think I'm not going well. You're like, obviously on the outside, everything's going well. So I'm well, but no. Um, and so, and then further along, I ended up working in a neuroscience consultancy and so I had the other, you know, I had the psychology, uh, I had the neuroscience to try and understand, you know, well, that the, the consultancy, that the job was not about understanding functional depression or anxiety, it was about um, something completely different, but I still had obviously the basis to, to, of how the brain works to try and kind of go, okay, well, if, if this is how the brain works, like, why am I feeling this way? All of this. Still not a huge amount of answer uh, until I eventually stumbled upon um, for, like spiritual practices. So first of all, Buddhism um, and the philosophy of Buddhism that I think for me, it was almost like somebody had written the way I felt like with appropriate words so that I could see that I, was, I wasn't crazy to, to think about meaning. I wasn't crazy to think about purpose. Um, exactly that it was it was actually it's a part of the human journey um and and there are different ways to find those those meanings different ways to find purpose um and and also um the buddhist uh, view on suffering is extremely interesting in terms of um that is um pain is inevitable but suffering is a choice and so uh, things can hurt us as human beings, all the physically, emotionally, all all of that. But you choose to keep suffering, and it's a it's a really powerful concept, and it's really hard to get through to anyone's head, including my own. If because we have built um, a, an ego and a construction of reality in which suffering is a reality, as opposed to a choice. And so, and so it took a while and for me to, to process all of this, it was just, it felt at the beginning, like something was opening up within me and I was like, oh, I, I, I like this, you know, but it, it took a while till, till I finally figured out every, well, and I'm still going to, I mean, I'm not, I've not figured out Buddhism. I'm a bit more of a person. You know how to apply it to yourself, yeah, I know like the how mechanisms to, of you. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then the last kind of step was when I encountered shamanic practices. And so these were not um i mean we 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 hear a lot about uh shamanic practices and we associate that with plant medicine and it's a part of shamanic practices but the ones that i'm talking about are actually the ones that don't involve any sort of plant medicine whatsoever so they are altered states of consciousness but one ones we we access through different um i guess techniques um as opposed to medicine and uh and that that's the the final i think for me that was the thing that linked everything together or added the dimension that allowed everything else to make sense, maybe, uh, because it really, well, it it, it made me go um, to 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 um, or through or to other you know alternate states of consciousness. It made me connect with, um, well, I would say different dimensions of I guess myself, my being, and also the universe. You know, it helped me help me connect with 
uh, incredibly strong forces that are all around us and all and within us and that helps um, help us shape our lives. Um, and I think to me that connection, all of a sudden, that was meaningful to me. All of a sudden, that there was meaning in there. Um, and and so that was a that's I think when um, and I remember I was doing a shamanic journey. That's what we we call these where, where we go into these altered states of consciousness and we go somewhere. I mean, within our heads or within within ourselves uh, and even sometimes a little bit outside of ourselves. But the point is we go places, let's put it this way, and we encounter uh, different, I guess, truth, truths or meanings or information. And, and, and one of them was just me going down and down and down and down a rabbit hole. And I was like, I think that's what's just opened up for me uh, in, a, in a positive way is the rabbit hole of kind of discovering further and further, I guess, my connection to um, these other dimensions um, of the universe that I, I would call that. Um, now, I begin, and, and by the way, stop me. If you want to ask me a question, I'm just going to ramble. <laughs> I'll, as I told you, <laughs> I talked a while ago, like you fascinate me. So keep going. <laughs> okay. um, and so now I, obviously for myself, it was extremely healing to, to find these practices, to find those different other types of answers and insights about myself, about the world um, through, through those practices. Um, and it's only when I kind of had the thought, gosh, other people, you know, other people could benefit from this, um, seeing as we all encounter, I mean, even before the pandemic, we all know that there's a state of chronic mental, um, illness or any, or, 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 or unease for sure. Globally, and so and, and and seeing people not doing so well, especially young people, uh, like because I could see myself, you know, obviously, if I meet somebody who's about 18 and they're struggling, and I, I completely get where they're at because I was there. Um, and and so and so realizing that there were things maybe that I could share with people to fast track the whole whatever 18 to 36 that's 18 years, you know, the process takes 18 years, maybe with a few uh hit hints. You know, here and there, and concepts and, and and practices that it could fast track the journey to to a much more peaceful, I would say, resilient and stable um, state of being. I began by thinking that only the shamanic practices were the key, and then I kind of started my business, and then I kind of hit the the the, the wall of the doubt, um, the doubt that. Am I actually just crazy? Like, is it really true? Like, okay, fine, it helped me, but like, there's no science there. And, and so I really kind of, I just started doubting myself and this, this, this world now that I was, it's fine for me, but if I'm going to share it to others, if I'm going to sell it to others, like, gosh, I need to find some proof, you know? And now I decided to go back and I was like, okay, listen, there, there's a mystical part in this. And that is the bit where you have to experience it to feel it. And I cannot um, prove that. However, let's go back to my psychology notions and my neuroscience notions, and let's see if there aren't any kind of um, parallels or consistent things in there that could help um, discuss 
those concepts. And I find, found loads. <laughs> and so I ended up creating, um, you know, this method, I guess, which combines elements of psychology and elements of neuroscience and elements of shamanic practices all into a great little holistic <laughs> bundle um, to, to, to help people basically better their mental and emotional well-being. So this is, this is the, yeah, how it all came about. I love it. So what that's something I, I loved when we met is so I have a similar thing of in the have a formality of the background of life. And for me, I have a master's in business. So it was business like I had been in business forever. And then like, but during that time, I was I was seeking like education to find myself. I was thinking the degrees were going to solve something in me. But at the same time, they did give me something um, for sure. And through that process of exploring myself, um, or exploring that I was exploring myself and I as well, just as you, I, I lived life in depression for so long. Like I felt so empty and like something was missing. So, so much of your story, like I could switch out the words <laughs> and like, and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I hear you. And I think so many people, I think we're kind of split. Um, like I think some of, not that it's a pessimistic thing, but it's a darker side of life and not everyone understands that. And I definitely do. And so that's why I always I love these conversations because there's that dispersion of being that starts to occur and the similarities of us and how, if we literally on a data standpoint, if we're statistically charting humans um, individually, <clears throat> although we are extremely different and extremely dynamic, like you and I would actually enter into a category together, although then we start disperse, dispersing further. So for me, I did the same thing. So I started off originally with just this conceptualization of the formality of business, the analytical approach, the proven formula, the result-based thing. But what I noticed for myself that really gave me the biggest gains in business was me allowing that other side to like encroach upon my life, but that other side wasn't tangible. The other side wasn't data driven. The other side wasn't, you know, in literacy, it was subjective. It was, you said, you have to experience it to really understand it. So then I went down the crossroads of myself of when my, especially my gifts really came in and I wasn't really seeking them. It's like, they kind of just showed up through the transitioning of myself. I felt this like, again, unexplainable urge to get this out to people. But then there's the conflict of interest of, oh my, to everyone else in the world that follows this, you know, normalized approach to life that they, a proven formula to life basically, right? Like X, Y, Z, you know, you start, you go through each year of, of school, it equals this degree or it equals this diploma or whatever. And so um, for me, I was like, well, how do I explain this? Like, how do I do this? And so I just started to do, and then people started to understand and people started to follow. But then I still kind of felt like something was missing, which makes me exactly at the same point as you is like, how can I combine the analytical, the strategic with the unknown, basically with the spiritualization of life? And they all do contain these components of linkages. And so I do more of like the business side, you're doing more of the internal side, but at the same time, those two still can join out and equate the equation of self, right? And so I really feel like we are on this, this plane of existence now that one, there's no going back to what we once did. There is no, that's the same thing, you brought the pandemic. <clears throat> and my husband said this the other day and I was like, that is the like greatest perspective that I heard somebody speak out loud. And he said, you know, everybody keeps talking about going back to normal. 
going back to normal. We don't go back to normal. We can't go back to normal, but it also mean, it doesn't mean we're going further into bad or further into this. I think we're actually in this stage. If we take both of these perspectives now, <laughs> kind of bring them in on more of a broader spectrum, yet more narrowed in focus. If you take Mev's story and my story, uh, we're conjoining the analytical with like the magical. And if the world starts doing this as a whole, and what I've been saying is think of it as you're taking the normalized human senses. So the things that you can see, people can be like, yes, I tasted this food. I can see with the sight. I heard with my ear. And we're then taking the senses of all these other entity or all these other layers, let's call them layers of self regardless of where they are dimensionally or whatever's going on. If we harness the power of the soul with the human conjoinment, again, the analytical with the subjective, like how much magic could we actually make in the world? Because really what comes with that is allowing people the ability, regardless of what the outcome is, to feel feelings, to feel something inside, to live life off of the origin of purpose and feeling of self opposed to the expectation of what's to be on the outside right like i mean that's just me i mean but i, I really think like the the world as a whole and uh, like it was change of anything is a transitionary layered process so i don't think this is done tomorrow but i think a lot of us are the ones setting that stage to normalize the aspect of allowing in the other side without needing to prove it because you don't have to prove it on an external standpoint it's experienced internally a hundred percent. And obviously from a, from a shamanic point of view, it's something that it's a capacity that we've lost. You know, we always had it. Uh, and right. before we didn't even, well, before we didn't have uh, the, the conventional or traditional, whatever, modern contemporary science, we had all of these other tools to help us navigate through life. Um, and then science happened and it kind of discredited all of these other, as you say, dimension, tools, connections, all of that. Um, but that, those, those, tools, connections, whatever you want to call them, energies. I mean, they were with us for a long, long, long time. Like they, 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 they helped us through evolution. It's not like that thing that didn't work once. It's like that thing that sustained the test of time for a very, very long time right. until like, you know, science decided that it was no good. And now we're realizing that these, these two things are not in fact opposite and that they, there's a lot more parallels, a lot more points where they join together than we mm -hmm. thought. Uh, and so there's an opening for that. Um, but as you say, you know, it is not something that ne that you need to prove from the outside. It can be experienced from the inside. But I would add to that, that it's only when, you know, people, we, you, me, everyone has the courage to at least try, try to right. see if that works. Because yeah. try to see what works for you. <laughs> because mm -hmm. um, ultimately, that's the only way you'll be able to experience it. And if we're thinking about something as I would say m more mainstream as like intuition, like that's, you know, that's a, a broad term. Most people would sort of agree. I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, some sometimes you have an intuition about something and it, mm -hmm. and it turns out to be true. But that's the beginning. That's exactly that. It's kind of to tap into these other knowings, the other way of knowings that, you, that we all have, um, but we've not practiced them. And so we don't trust them and we don't know how to read them and we don't, uh, you know, but actually the more you do it, the more you're like, I know exactly what this means. I know exactly why I'm doing things. And, and that's your proof. You know, you start and, and it starts working. It starts working, you know, in your life because you're following 
other guidances um, than necessarily the, 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 the sort of conventional or traditional. I mean, they can go along with those. It's not like you're going to necessarily do something completely nuts. It's just you're, you're not going to, your decisions not making might not solely be based on the factors that are, you know, the rational or the, the numbers or the this or the that, you know, you consider these, but then you go and look for the other um, sources of information, I would say. Um, right. And then you make the, the, the informed decision because obviously you're, you're the boss, as in we're all the boss of our own lives to make that decision. Um, like, like the CEO, you know, different source of information combined together, make that decision. Uh, and, then, and then you realize, and for me, for sure, I, I started realizing that that my, like whatever you want to call it, intuition or other, or my guys or et cetera, like, mm-hmm. yeah, ba- basing my decisions on these other factors, or at least very much including them, it works for me. Good things happen. <laughs> and so yeah. that, that's the, you know, that's the external proof, let's say, if, if there is one to, to be had. Um, and, and that's the, you know, you get the benefit in your life for, for, of that. Correct. Yeah. And that's exactly it. So like what I hear you saying, what I feel you're saying, as well as like what I just, I guess my belief system now behind all this is the same thing of like how you kind of talked about your business originally. And I think we all go through this, especially I call it like spiritualism. I don't even know what to define as that. The other aspect of life, okay, comes into play. And sometimes for people, I think we get really caught up because we get super excited. We get super excited because we realize that there's another way to do life. So then we want to broadcast it. But because it's not tangible, because it's not something that's readily seen, readily known, and readily understood, it's really hard to communicate that outward when people are coming from a plane of unknown, right? Like they, they're not familiar with it. So then like it, it's, it gets conflicting and then it can feel really frustrating because then like, but I want to share with the world because it's like life-changing, it's life-changing. And what I started to notice for myself and, and what I've been teaching with clients and just notice again on a broad spectrum is we realize that like, and that's again, the component of what you carry versus what I carry, although have similarities, we're very, like the way we'll approach a conversation, just in humans in general, two people tell a story, they carry different, you know, understandings or teaching styles. And so what I, I hope that somebody can gain from today is one, here's two people that come from like formal backgrounds that then moved into basically the woo unknown world <laughs> and found ourselves in it, but it didn't like, equate taking away humaning. And I wrote that down. I had never heard that before. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. And that's what I tell people is like, life is going to happen, but it's up to you if you're going to get completely absorbed in it and stuck in that, like that's free will, basically. Are you going to choose to experience the feeling without letting it completely consume you and drown you? And so if you take the essence of your, I call it your magic, you can monetize your magic, but it doesn't mean that like you're sitting here to everybody in the world of like, look at me, look at me, let me put my neon light sign in the window, but like I do this weird stuff. I mean, you can, you totally can and people do it. But for those of you that have kind of had this disconnect and this struggle or how do I combine all forces? Well, one, allow yourself to combine all forces on a tangible aspect of communication start with the back end and that's what makes what you do incredibly unique compared to other people is your dynamic of the others inside of your system the way that you have applied life to you because i find we teach what we've experienced and we teach what we know right like especially on a healing basis and coming from this other side 
is like, I do business consulting, but at the same time, like yesterday is a great example. I'm working with a client or two days prior, she's in a block and you can feel energetically, I'm, you know, intuitive or whatever the hell I am. And I can feel, I can feel she got stuck. I can feel the resistance. We're still talking strategy though. We're talking execution, but we went into the psyche, went into the mind, found the, you know, the limiting thought, the inner critic. We bring that to light, bring it to focus. Again, you're going to be consumed by it. Because you're right, it's there. Insecurities come with business. Um, you know, lack of confidence, imposter syndrome. It's a part of the business. So let's give it a voice. Let's talk to it. Now let's move into what makes you different. Let's counter those things to get them to shut up, sit down and realize who's in charge. And within like 30 minutes, somebody can make a shift. And then we go back to the, <laughs> the literacy of life. You know, like I think when we allow ourselves to, and like you talked about, the whole magic of the people is not new. It's the, it's the origin of self. Then we went through a period of time. Cause just like anything, everything can get taken out of context or blown out of proportion. Well, then all these other innovations kind of took control and took power way suppressed the magic. But now we're in this new age of Aquarius. We're in this new age of living again. We're not going back guys, but it's a good thing. Now we're taking two things that if we marry them into one, we see the polarities of them, but they can join into like this beautiful harmonic balance. We got that ebb and flow, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I just think this is where the world's going and this is where we're at. And it's just, it's a learning curve. It's just of consciousness, not really mental status. It's just, you know what I mean? It's, it's I, I think exactly. I was going to say, I was like, what, what am I looking for? You said consciousness. Exactly. It's, it's, a, it's an evolution of consciousness. And, and that is our, the step where the, the consciousness is, is able to move past the ego construction, right? That the, we all have this identity, this like ego for, for people who may not know, you know, we all hear, oh, he's got a big ego, whatever that, the, we don't mean pride. What, what, what the, big, the ego really is, is um, the construction that everyone has within themselves or of themselves and the world. It's a very solid construction. It helps you navigate life. It helps us have some sort of consensus of what life actually is. Now, consensus not necessarily reality it our reality right. is just a consensus most people agree on you know it's it, it is just a thing we said that it was <laughs> and so um and, and that's and, all that it is that's what i always tell people who said that who said it we all kind of agreed <laughs> i guess we built it together and eventually or your identity you built it towards trying and, 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 and error with you know how you grow up and the reactions of others that help you build your belief system etc but the, the the beauty of this is that it doesn't have to be we don't have to limit ourselves or our reality to that construction. And, and the connection, I think, with the spiritual dimensions is, the, is a door. It's not the only door. It's definitely a, a, a great big door to um, having our consciousness being able to step out of that construction, to look at it uh, exactly how you did um, with um, the person you were working with. Uh, just just look at what's going on, step out of it, because you are not the thing. <laughs> you are, you know, you choose to embody the thing if you want, but you you can choose to change whatever it is that's blocking you if you also want. You can change the way you think about something, you can change your perspective, you can change. Uh, and the crazy thing that happens when that level of consciousness is, is more and more uh, present, well, first of all, um, I would say peace, because people are able not to react um, and continue cycles of, of any violence, you know, okay, extreme violence, but also small violence, conflict, conflicts, all of that. So peace happens more. Um, but also a real true creation happens because you can shift the reality. 
and it sounds really, really woo-woo, and we, I don't have time for me to go into the, all the neuroscience and the psychology of why it actually also works from a scientific point of view, but the point is that if you step out of your little construction that is mostly limited, you can choose how to orient the new construction so that your external, well, your, first of all, your internal reality will change. Um, you don't have it, the, the, the suffering does it, like dissipates. Um, and ultimately the response to the external reality changes and therefore the consequences. So the, the resulting external reality will also change. Um, so yeah, we are going through a, a great, uh, a really interesting shift in consciousness, I think at, at this time. Yeah. And it's just really exciting. Um, I mean, I know we could, we could literally talk about this for days and which I already thought of like three other things that we could bring you on for the show, because I just think you're a really great example of proving the unknown, like proving that there's actual tangibility to it. There's actually, there really is. I mean, I just feel like I'm not, because I'm not the expert, I've read on it. And I know like, because I was like the, eh, yeah, I mean, I guess I believe in other stuff, but until it started to happen to me, I'm like, wow, like there is no like doubt that this just happened, you know? Um, and I don't know. I just, I love it. I think it's great. Um, and again, we could go on for days. So um, let's just stop this here, leave people with some curiosity, but also some hope. I think this leaves today gives people hope of what's coming, what's here. Um, that like, yes, the world is changing and it is different, but all we're doing is moving into a different state of consciousness and a different way of just doing things. And we're kind of ridding that factor and surrendering to the factor of people simply just doing something unintentional. Have We have been living in a world that has been unintentional. We've been just doing something because somebody said it. Now we're questioning that who said it, why is that there and really doing something different about it. So again, thank you for being here today. This has been an incredible conversation. And I think like what you give to the world is so incredibly valuable. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And likewise, I think what you do give to the world is, is absolutely fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Daring to Be Human podcast. Until next time, keep on feeling those feelings and expanding further on your soul journey. If you want more, head over to daringtobehuman.com for show notes, links to any resources mentioned in today's episode. And if you are looking to take your human journey to the next level, be sure to check out my private members community. The links are waiting for you at daringtobehuman.com.